Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Harford County. I'm Deb Cruz, a member here at the UU Fellowship, and I'm also a member of the Board of Directors at SARC, the Sexual Assault and Spousal Abuse Resource Center down in Bel Air. We're honored that you're all joining us for the Silent Witness Unveiling Ceremony today. As you know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so named back in 1989 by the US Congress. Since that time, we would like to think that the business of protecting against and dealing with domestic violence would have gone out of business. But unfortunately, that's not the case. In Harford County and across the nation, the number of people seeking help for issues of domestic violence are actually on the rise. Today, we have an opportunity to gather together in love and with strength, to let survivors know that they're not alone, and to remember those who have lost, who we've lost through these heinous acts of domestic violence. Thank you for joining us in standing up against victim blaming, in shutting down sexist and sexual jokes, and in promoting a better understanding about consent. Everyone's voice is needed in these conversations. Thank you for helping us break the silence, stop the violence, and spread the word. You've been taken by the wind. You have known the kiss of sorrow. Doors that would not take you in. Outcast and a stranger. You have come by way of sorrow. You have come by way of tears. But you'll reach your destiny. Meant to find you all these years. Meant to find you all these years. You have drunk a bitter wine with none to be your comfort. You who once were left behind will be welcome at love's table. You have come by way of sorrow. You have come by way of tears. But you'll reach your destiny. Meant to find you all these years. Meant to find you all these years. that joy has slept will awake to days of laughter gone the tears that you have wept 
you'll dance in freedom ever after. You have come by way of sorrow, you have come by way of tears, but you'll reach your destiny, meant to find you all these years, meant to find you all these years. You have come by way of sorrow, you have come by way of tears, but you'll reach your destiny, meant to find you all these years, meant to find you all these years. Thank you, that was beautiful. My name's Chelsea. Originating in 1990, the Silent Witness Initiative began with a group of eight women in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area who decided to address the issue of domestic violence murders in their community. They created 27 life-size red wooden figures representing women who were murdered by a spouse or partner and called the figures silent witnesses. UUFHC has prominently displayed silent witness figures for 17 years. A grant for the project was funded by Harford Community College at that time. Since then, the figures have been displayed outside the church during the month of October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. The Silent Witness Initiative helps us understand the profound damage violence brings to our lives and hopefully raises the awareness in our community about the tragedies that have occurred right here in Hartford County. The motto of the National Silent Witness Initiative is remember my name, remember my story. At this time we honor and remember the individuals within our communities who have been murdered as a result of domestic violence. Zarka Sadiq, Farhad Sadiq, Lara Crockett Moscolino, Malay Hernandez, Sandra Kerner, George S. Moore, Joy Ogiabo, Aubrey Elizabeth Roberts, Serena Olivia Weber, Jamal Leon Jenkins, Francis Blake Preston, John Preston, Shamira Nicole Irons, Bartley Adolphus. Sprawl, Christopher Fritchie, Jody Davis, Jeffrey Bergman, Christopher Scalas, Crystal Marie Busta, Linda Francis Moxley, Marciana Ringo, Gail Hayes, Mary Mathiaudis, Robert Paul Burris, Vicki Lee Austin, Jessica Elaine Morgan, Lisa Ann Grissinger, Michael Corey Allendorf, 
Linda McDowell, Daniel Patrick, Nancy Susan Heckel, Clara Jean Gross. One grain of sand, one grain of sand in all the world. One grain of sand, one little boy, one little girl. One grain of sand, one little star up in the sky. One grain of sand, one little you, one little I. One grain of sand, one drop of water in the sea. One grain of sand, one little you, one little me. Now we will do the responsive reading. It's on the second page inside of your bulletin. And I will read the regular print and you all will read the bold print. This is called Do No Harm from the Women's Book of Courage by Sue Patton Foley. Imagine what the world would be like if no one harmed anything or anyone. Wars would cease, rainforests would flourish, babies would be free of bruises and broken bones. Women would not be battling the effects of inequality, criticism, and rejection. How can such a dream become a reality? Beginning with ourselves, we can courageously and consciously adopt the gentle attitude of doing no harm. Before we speak or act, we can stop and ask ourselves, will what I'm about to say or do harm this person or thing? Being respectful of everyone and everyone, I consciously practice harmless living. I have reverence for all life. We already, at some conscious or unconscious level, live out the desire to do no harm. We may gently pick up a spider and put it outdoors instead of killing it. Or we may thoughtfully alter a statement we're about to make if we know it may be hurtful. But we need to be sure to include ourselves in this accepting attitude of treating all people and things with respect. I am respectful of everything and everyone. I consciously practice harmless living. An interesting thing happens as we begin to practice harmless living. An awareness of the sacredness of all existence, ourselves included, begins to dawn on us. We begin to sense the divine in everything. We begin to experience a reverence for life, both animate and inanimate, that in turn creates serenity in our hearts and minds. I am respectful. Practice harmless living. I have a reverence for all life. 
By expanding our desire not to harm, we create a powerful pebble-in-the-pond phenomenon. The ever-widening circles of respect and love we create touch countless people. At this time, we will hear from some of our special guests at today's ceremony. Please joining me in welcoming our special guest speakers, Sheriff Jeffrey R. Gaylor, Harford County Sheriff's Office, Diane Adkins Tobin, Deputy State's Attorney, Office of the State's Attorney for Harford County, Louisa Chiazzo, Chief Executive Officer Sark. Holly, domestic violence survivor. Sheriff Gaylor. I have to say before I get started that uh, I heard a little bit of the sermon this morning before we came into the room and uh, dealt with the community that we live in. And unfortunately, since I stood here last year at this time, we've seen two um, active shooter incidents in our county. And we live in such a wonderful place. We live with such great people. Um, and Hartford County is such a special place, and it just goes to show that we can be touched anywhere in this country and in this nation. Um, and it just the, uh, on behalf of the Sheriff's Office, I have to thank our entire community for the support and you know, encouragement that they've given the men and women of the office in reaching out and doing so much for us through those two events and, of course, going back to the 2016 loss of Pat and Mark two of our uh, deputies. So a very special thank you on behalf of the men and women of the Sheriff's Office, and I, I don't want to take the focus off of why we're here today, but I do want to convey that a thought that passed my mind sitting there this morning. Uh, and once again, I'm honored to be with you here today uh, on the 18th anniversary of the Silent Witness Ceremony. Again, I bring with me the promise of the unyielding support and dedication of the men and women of, the men and women of our Hartford County Sheriff's Office. I thank you for the kind invitation to be a part of this service and commend, commend everyone for your dedication to bringing awareness of these lives lost and those still suffering in our community. When thinking about my comments for today, the thought crossed my mind about how we're combating the heroin epidemic and how it relates to the fight uh, to end domestic violence. Of course, we are fighting the heroin epidemic by using our law enforcement deputies to focus on the dealers those who are responsible for taking lives, but we are also fighting through raising awareness and beginning difficult discussions. Our awareness signs that we've posted around the county are just that, an awareness tool. People ask me about the signs all the time and ask me why our numbers in Harford County are so bad. My answer is that we are no worse uh, or better than anywhere and everywhere else in our country. It's just that we are not hiding from the problem. What was thought to be our dirty little secret, uh, drug addiction, is whispered about no more. We have chosen to raise awareness much in the same way that these figures are meant to raise awareness of the epidemic of domestic violence. People see the overdose numbers on our hope signs and feel the magnitude of the epidemic. But what is the scale of the domestic violence as far as figures and statistics are concerned? Sadly, our deputies responded to more than 2,400 domestic violence calls for service last year, and this year we're on pace to do about the same. That is roughly seven calls related to service for domestic, a domestic violence incident each and every day. Similar to our hope signs, throughout the next month, these figures will have an impact 
as our citizens drive by the front of this church and comprehend and hopefully understand that each figure represents a life taken through domestic violence. Hopefully this will bring awareness and through awareness, a decline in the act itself. The cycle of violence must end. Since taking office, we have drastically changed how we respond to domestic violence in Harford County. I've spoken about this in past years. In short, every deputy writes a report on every domestic incident call. Our deputies pursue criminal charges on every incident of domestic violence, and a report is followed up on by an experienced and dedicated domestic violence investigator, two of which are with me here today, but I think they're still in the lobby, Javier Moreau and Kim Gividen. It's my sincere belief that the exceptional work of our deputies, and especially our domestic violence unit, saves lives and ensures that there are not even more victims. For those that find themselves the victim of domestic violence, our deputies help those in need access critical life-saving services at one of the most dangerous and vulnerable points in their lives. And much of this comes through our partnership with the state's attorney's office and with SARC. Ending domestic violence is a daunting task and one that will not come with easy solutions. But in the ranks of the Harford County Sheriff's Office, there are 600 men and women dedicated to making a positive difference and dedicated to saving lives. On behalf of these deputies and our civilian staff, I would again like to say thank you for this ceremony and thank you for inviting us to be a part of this effort. Well, good morning. Um, I think it's still morning. My name is Diane Adkins Tobin. I'm the Deputy State's Attorney for Harford County. I currently oversee and supervise the domestic violence unit in our office the Child Advocacy Center, uh, which investigates and prosecutes cases of child abuse, the Juvenile Court and the Misdemeanor Court. And those are the courts and the um, parts of our office that really do most, if not all, of the uh, prosecution of domestic violence cases in Hartford County. And when I was asked to come here and speak today, one of the things I asked for in advance was a list of the names. Uh, because I wanted to see the names of all of the uh, people who have been victims and murdered by, uh, in domestic violence cases, because I knew that I would know some of those names. I've been a prosecutor here since 2000. I've prosecuted child abuse cases since 2003. So this child right here, Robert Paul, Paul Bo um, Burris, I prosecuted his father who killed him. There's another one, Shamira Irons, who was, uh, Robert Paul Burris was about eight weeks old when his father killed him. Shamira Irons was almost two years old when her father killed her uh, through a, an abusive head, head trauma situation. I prosecuted him and he is still in prison. Um, and I'd like to thank the people uh, from this fellowship for continuing to do this because these children and these victims would be forgotten by most of us, if not all of us, if we didn't have to drive by the church every day for a month and see their figures and to see the people who, who are truly victims of domestic violence. And there's a third name I wanted to talk about and because it's a little different because it's the name of a man. 
Uh, George Moore Jr. Uh, is a case I prosecuted in 2015, along with very good detectives from the Harford County Sheriff's Office. And it, it brings to light a whole other aspect of domestic violence and the reason why we're here is that these victims leave families and children behind. And Mr. Moore was in a relationship with a woman, and they had two children together. One of them was 14, and the other one was two. And the 14-year-old actually was a witness in the homicide in the murder case because he would sit at home and listen to his mother tear into his father. Arguments, arguments, and it was from her just constantly arguing, and he would go get his little brother. They'd go into a bedroom, they'd shut the door, and they'd play video games or watch television. That's how they got through it. And that's how he lived his life every day, pretty much every day after school. His father was getting ready to leave, and his mother said to him, take your little brother to the park. It was a school night, and it was kind of late. It was probably around, I want to say, 8 o'clock. So he gets his little brother, and he's putting his little brother's shoes on. And as they're leaving, he hears a gunshot. And he knew, he never questioned in his mind, he knew that his mother had just killed his father, had just shot his father. And he left and took his little brother to the park. And as he was walking to the park, he saw the police cars going by, and he knew they were going to his house. And he knew that it was his mother who had killed his father. These children's lives are forever, forever impacted by domestic violence, forever. They either hear it, they see it, they witness it, or their parents are taken away because of domestic violence. And that's why it's very important that, that this continue, because we need to constantly be aware that there are, it's a ripple effect. There's more than one victim, more than just the people we honor here today who have been victimized through domestic violence. Now in the state's attorney's office, uh, we recognized that decades ago and really, we have a model uh, in Hartford County through our Family Justice Center that other counties come to see what we do because it was that cutting edge. And it's called the Family Justice Center. We partnered with deputies from the Hartford County Sheriff's Office. And the way it works is as soon as a protect, actually the deputies will go to court during the protective order hearings and then make sure that the protective orders are served. And as soon as the case comes in, a domestic violence case, it immediately goes to the prosecutors. And as soon as a child abuse case comes in, is reported, it immediately goes to the Child Advocacy Center. And we catch it right right at the beginning. We can't prevent, um, we can't prevent deaths, we can't prevent the violence, but we can do our best to stay on top of it. And I can tell you that every time we hear of an incident where there was someone shot or killed uh, in a home, where we know that it was domestic violence, our hearts stop beating for just a moment until we find out who, who it was. Because we just want to make sure, usually we do know the victim. And until we know them, it's because of the history uh, in the office. And we do, do know who, who they are. So it's very important, as I said, to continue honoring these victims because they should never be forgotten. and until we get a grasp on domestic violence, which takes many, many forms, this, this um, ceremony should continue. I'd like to thank you very much. Good afternoon. I'm Louisa Chiazzo with SARC. 
Um, the silent witnesses here today share their personal stories, but also represent every life lost, every family torn apart. These story, stories remind me of why we do the work we do at SARC and why it's so important and why the time we take during Domestic Violence Awareness Month to remember, honor, celebrate, and recognize is so very necessary. I'm honored by the work we do at SARC to save lives, saddened by the lives lost, and resolved to continue to do more. We see a growing need for shelter and services from a greater number of those seeking protections but for themselves and in far too many cases for their children. The stories of victims who have perished at the hands of intimate partners will be recounted during the month of October. But we will also see survivors share their stories of courage, resilience, and hope. We as a community will not only mourn for those lives lost, but celebrate those who have survived and know that perhaps one of the most important things we can do is to provide hope. The unifying theme chosen this year for Domestic Violence Awareness Month is pledge to do one thing. This is based on the belief that awareness plus action equals social change. And I know you guys are all about social change here. The one thing community pledge is a call to action, an invitation, a voluntary choice and an opportunity to affirm your commitment to end domestic violence. Taking the pledge says that you will help end domestic violence by pledging to do one thing. Domestic violence impacts millions of people each year, but it can be prevented. It requires the collective voice and power of individuals, institutions, and systems each whose one thing adds a valuable and powerful component to transforming our communities. There's so much value and power in everyone's one thing when sharing our story. The survivor's story, the advocate's story, each community's story. The story of the movement to end domestic violence. People's behaviors and attitudes are shaped when they listen to the inspiring stories of those around them. I want to thank all of you for the important work that is done through the Silent Witness Project each year. It is certainly one thing that makes an impact in our community by raising critical awareness. When one person inspires a few others, there is a ripple effect, and over time that broadens and can continue to impact on future generations. Thank you for taking a stand against domestic violence today. Hi, my name is Holly, Holly from Holly's Hope. I believe everything happens for a reason. Although you may not always feel that way, I believe that there's a bigger plan in place, and this is why. Almost 20 years ago, I was a victim of physical, mental, sexual, and financial abuse. The abuse was so bad when I left, I was in a wheelchair with a broken leg and a sprained ankle, and zero self-worth. With the love of my family and Sark, I was able to leave and stay gone. 
Sark opened my eyes and made me realize that none of this was my fault and that I was a victim. It took me several years to find myself, but I did, and I'm a survivor. I'm lucky that through the support of both my friends and family, I have rebuilt my life. Through all of this, I have had one very clear, one very specific dream, to help others stuck in the same horrific situation. My nephew Ethan gave me the most amazing gift. He started a run in my name called Holly's Hope. This run has allowed me to fulfill my dream to speak out and help others. Words cannot express how much this run means to me and how much it helps victims with all proceeds going to Sark. I have two amazing children, a beautiful daughter, six, and a sweet boy who's four years old. I now live my life to the fullest. I can't wait to wake up every morning to see what life has in store for me. I decide what I want my life to be without anyone telling me what it's going to be. Always remember, you're special, you are worth it, and you're strong. Thank you all for sharing with us and being here today. Um, we're grateful to all of you. Our statues are a silent remembrance of victims of domestic violence murders across Hartford County. They are also a reminder to those of us here that we must speak out on behalf of those who no longer can. We must advocate, we must educate, we must stand in witness against the cycle of oppression and violence and unspeakable tragedies that occur in our own communities, our towns, and across the country. Thank you again for join, joining us in this ceremony. As we bring the ceremony to a close, please rise as you're able and join me in reading the prayer for peace, the words of which can be found in your program. Together we will read. If there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, let there be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. If there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. You may be seated. Some say love, it is a river that drowns the tender reed. Some say love, it is a razor that leaves your soul to bleed. Some say love, it is a hunger, an endless aching need. I say love, 
it is a flower and you it's only seed it's the heart afraid of breaking that never learn to dance it's the dream afraid of waking that never takes a chance it's the one who won't be taken who cannot seem to give and the soul afraid of dying that never learned to live when the night has been too lonely and the road has been too long when you think that love is only for the lucky and the strong, just remember in the winter, far beneath the bitter snow, lies a seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes a rose. The seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes the In closing, let me thank you once again for joining us in our silent witness ceremony. For more information on the National Silent Witness Initiative, please visit their website, which is listed on the back of your program. <laughs>